On this episode of Locked on Lightning, bring on the blues. Your Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. On today's episode, we're talking about tomorrow's matchup against the St. Louis Blues. And I am in a good mood today. I am in a very good mood today. It is Friday. Uh, The Lightning coming off a very good win last night. If I had to bet money... I would say Stamkos is probably going to get his 500th career goal tomorrow night. I think we could all agree, as well as I think Stamkos is, is probably thinking himself, let's just get it over with. Let's 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 just move on from this. And because, you know, <clears throat> I'm not saying it is, but I'm sure some players, when they are chasing uh, a certain milestone in their career, I, I, I think that if you ask them, in the moment, especially if it if it carries over for a long period of time, uh, they could probably I would probably venture to to guess that that they would probably view it as somewhat of a distraction. You know, it kind of takes away from uh, the game. I mean, definitely a distraction last night as the Lightning were trying to do everything they could to give Stamkos his 500th career goal uh, at home before the Lightning hit their five-game road trip, and they're starting their five-game road trip against none other than the St. Louis Blues tomorrow afternoon. And I said on yesterday's episode at the end that the Blues are a team that, if you would have asked me where do you think this team would have been uh, around this time, if you would have asked me probably before Thanksgiving, where do you think the Blues are going to go? I would have said they're going to sell. They're going to sell Riley. They're going to sell Tarasenko. Uh, Bennington is just a mess in net. And this team is pretty much done in terms of playoff hopes. And if you would have told me around Thanksgiving that this team somehow has sort of gotten it together, where now they rank fourth in the Central Division out in the Western Conference, only five behind the Minnesota Wild, I would have been shocked. But here we are on January 13th, 2023, talking about how the Blues have gotten it together. And they're a team in the last matchup, uh, the Lightning playing their first matchup on Black Friday um, against this team, uh, a 5-2 to win at Amelie. And I said going into that game that the game plan for the Lightning should be very simple. And I still feel that the Lightning, given how they've played since then, which is, let's face it, one of the best teams in the NHL, uh, just look at their power play percentage, uh, 28.9, pretty much let's just chalk it up to 29% on the power play, one of the best scoring teams in the league right now. Uh, fourth in the NHL in goals forced. <clears throat> the the approach to this game tomorrow afternoon in St. Louis should be very simplistic. Um, the game plan should be attack the goaltender. 
get in their face. Why do I say that? I don't normally say this for a lot of goaltenders, but when you have Jordan Jordan Bennington in the equation, who I very much assume is going to be in net uh, for the Lightning, uh, excuse me, for the Blues, I would still think that that should be the point of attack. That should be the point of emphasis for this Lightning team. Um, they've been playing very well over their last 10, uh, six and four with a two game win streak coming into tomorrow night's game. Um, two very good wins coming off that four, two loss in Winnipeg, uh, two teams. Yes. That are somewhat in the lower, uh, bottom of the cellar of the NHL, Vancouver and Columbus, but still, uh, last night's win, uh, was, was very much hard fought and, I think that the Lightning have been playing well enough to where, and and they've been gradually going up because, like I stated on the Columbus podcast when we were talking about that game, and then last night, like I said, these two teams aren't very good. Um, if you're slowly going up the food chain of the NHL, it would probably be right in what the order what you would see right now <clears throat> would be Columbus, Vancouver. And then St. Louis. So gradually going up that le- that level of toughness of 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 teams that are of a higher caliber than the previous. And like I said, if they could just bring that same performance, also while getting in the face of Bennington, and and that's why. And the Lightning can play that game because they have the grit to do it. Corey Perry. PR Edward Belmar, uh, Pat Maroon, Ross Colton, uh, even Vlad Nemestikov. We have the bodies to play that sandpaper gritty game that is going to come along with, with getting down low, um, spraying the goaltender, getting Bennington's face very early on. Don't allow him to get settled because he is a goaltender. It's been very well documented that he is a hothead. And you could actually believe it or not, the lightning could probably coax him into a penalty. Um, not saying that the lightning, you know, should, I don't think that's, you know, some people might disagree with that, with that approach, but listen, you got to do whatever you can to win within the rules of the game. And if you're have a goaltender who is kind of just somewhat to a certain degree, mentally fragile and very temperamental out there as such as Bennington, why not go for it? Why not play that card? And the way the Lightning offense has been working since pretty much December, um, you know, basically all you're doing is giving yourself more chances to tally on. Uh, like I previously said in, in the last matchup, 5-2 win for the Lightning. If you follow that same blueprint, you know, the Lightning weren't exactly at the level of performance they were at that point back in November as they are now. But you go out there, and, and the Lightning pretty much had the same blueprint in terms of getting into Bennington's face, playing physical, uh, p- puck possession, doing a good job what they did last night as well, um, not allowing the opposing team to get those those very crisp zone entries, uh, really being that wall at the blue line. And, and making the opposing team turn over the puck in the neutral zone. And if you could do that, 
alongside with like I previously mentioned, because really that is really the main focus and really this t- John Cooper should really overemphasize uh, to his players going in tomorrow's game. If you could just pretty much to a certain extent without drawing a penalty, steamroll the goaltender, get in his face, create a lot of traffic in front, which we saw the Lightning have been doing a better job. And the fact that the Lightning are are rolling on all cylinders, if you could execute all of that, then 5-2 should be the bottom line in terms of how this game should finish for Tampa Bay. I could see this game getting out of hand relatively quickly, especially if you get to Bennington early on. I would say <clears throat> this might be the first time all season we might see the Lightning get to the seven goal mark. Uh, like we previ- like I previously said, the Lightning have gotten to the six goal mark four times this season, twice of which were against Columbus. So take that it that information as you will. Um, but I could see against a very good team again, like the St. Louis Blues. Like I said, not have really have really done a good job of turning it around since their last meeting against Tampa Bay. Team that's on the on, on the outside looking in to the playoff hunt in the West. You know, you you go out there, you hang a seven spot against the the the, the Blues. You'll be sitting pretty pretty. Uh, pretty good against uh, going into your Monday matinee with uh, the Seattle Kraken. So we'll talk more about that game. I also want to get into some of the players on the Lightning team that have been performing, but have been performing well all season, but not necessarily have been getting the spotlight, as you will. Uh, we talk about that a lot about Braden Point. But now he is starting to emerge, in my opinion, as one of the top uh, forwards in the league, I believe, alongside with Kucherov. Those guys are both top five right now. Uh, But we'll talk about some other names. Vladislav Nemestikov, Brandon Hagel, Alex Kalorn, who we've spoken about, Nick Paul, even Ross Colton, who, if you've been listening to the show for a while, love Ross Colton, love what his ceiling is. And the ceiling is there is no ceiling. I think that he could potentially evolve into a first line forward. So we'll talk about all of that in just a bit. But first, I want to talk about today's sponsor, and that is betonline.net. Now, betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from, from the NFL to the NCAA to the NBA and the NHL, they've got it all at betonline.net. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So once again, as always, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. If you like to follow up, if you like to listen to the podcast, we are available wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We are also available on YouTube, so go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit that notification bell. Drop a comment below. I want to hear your predictions for tomorrow's game against the St. Louis Blues. I am a firm believer that if the Lightning stick to the game plan, if they stick to what they've been doing lately, as well as alongside taking what they did in that first matchup against the Blues, 
I don't see a reason as to why not we're not looking at a seven spot uh, for Tampa Bay. I don't see a reason as to why a game like that can't open up the door for Stamkos to get to the 500 mark. It would be actually very disappointing if Steven, you know, if the Lightning hangs seven goals uh, on the Blues and Stamkos uh, hasn't tallied one of them. So that'd be unfortunate there. But on this segment, we're talking about some of the names that we haven't really spoken about a lot in detail this year uh, for Tampa Bay. Now, I really want to talk about guys like Brandon Hagel, who I kind of came under some criticism from some of you, the listeners, rightfully so. I was very critical of Brandon Hagel to start this season. Uh, I thought that the trade that the Lightning made for him last year, they gave up two very talented uh, forwards who were playing well at that moment of time. And it just seemed like last year, Brandon Hagel never really quite figured it out in terms of the goals, goal scoring department. Now, if you just need a refresher, uh, Hagel, Hagel only scored uh, four goals and had seven points in his 22 games uh, with Tampa Bay. But on the other side, you know, and, you know, we'll take that with a grain of salt, different kind of, you know, you go from Chicago that has Taves and Kane and and you're playing on the same line as Kane. And I don't think Taves was back then. So really all they had was was Kane and Dabrinkit at that time. And, and, you know, a lot of people were saying leading up to that trade, because even before it was announced that the Lightning did get Hagel, uh, Hagel's name was being floated around and a lot of the conversation was being had because this was very much an, uh, somewhat of an uptick, uh, from when you look at, um, his past career, uh, numbers, you know, him only being in the league for three years at that point, <clears throat> you, you, you kind of, sometimes we, we look at players and think, all right, are they starting to figure it out? Or is this just a – is he just a, a victim of circumstance playing on the same line as Patrick Kane and playing alongside uh, Alex Dabrinkit? Uh, we look at that as possible examples. But when you go from that to coming to Tampa Bay after posting 21 goals uh, and 37 points in Chicago to not even getting a handful of goals and barely getting, you know, not even sniffing the 10 point mark within 22 games, you know, it's a little bit of alarming, but what Hagel proved to me in that time and what he did throughout the playoffs was that he showed his ability to also play physical, uh, to get into the dirty areas, to, to do the things that you don't normally see from goal scorers. Uh, a lot of those guys. And, and I've always said throughout the time of, you know, being since the inception of this show, that I would prefer a guy to score 20 goals a year, but also do everything to be a, a, a Swiss army knife where if you have a guy and, and even Kucherov, who is one of the top goal scorers on this team, as well as Stamkos, those guys play very physical. Brandon Hagel this year uh, has taken a step forward and, you know, he got off to a little bit of a slow start. Uh, there would be certain times where we wouldn't even hear his name throughout the course of a game. But through 40 games played this year, he has very much impressed me. 
uh, my, my, the thing that really sticks out to me with Brandon Hagel uh, through these 40 games thus far is his ability to be in the thick of the play uh, every single shift. Uh, to 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 play physical, but also not sacrifice that offensive side of his game, uh, and that's very evident in his 16 goals and 34 points. I mean, the 34 points the, that means that equals out to 18 assists, and that shows you that he's a multi-dimensional player. Uh, so that you know that is something that the Lightning need. That's something that I will say now in 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 hindsight. Now that we are almost a year removed from that trade that lightning definitely won that trade um right as of right now we don't know how bokachuk or or radish will 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 pan out as their careers uh progress but i think given everything given how everything has gone thus far for the lightning i think brandon hagel has been nothing more nothing less than a than a godsend for this tampa team given uh some of the some of the players that the, the the player that really I thought was going to take his game to another level this year, and that is Ross Colton, has really struggled to find the back of the net this year. But like I said with like I've always said with him, um that even if he goes through these little funks, he's talented enough to where he could create space for himself, that the opportunities will always be there. The the problem for Ross has always been the fact that he hasn't been able to find the back of the net this season at least you know he's coming off and and listen ross has had a absolutely meteoric rise to his career uh and that's compared to the expectations and really the expectations were i don't think there was really any expectations i think the expectations were really for ross uh his rookie year was to just come out and and just eat up minutes uh when we had injuries uh when when players came down with covid or illness uh he went from scoring 12 points in his first first season through 30 games uh, to, to going up to 39. 22 of those were goals. I mean, we all know what he did in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, very tough act to follow after you do that your rookie season, which is why he's kind of taken a step back. O- only 17 points this year, nine of which are goals. So, you know, not bad. I, I think not bad for a guy who's only in his third year. Now, granted, he is 26, so a little bit older than a guy like Brandon Hagel or your stereotypical rookie. Uh, but I'm I'm happy to see that he's still skating hard. The effort is still there. And I'm excited to see how he progresses because, like I said, his ability to create space as well as Force turnovers in the zone, uh, it, it it really allows a player like that to get things started. Now, we the thing that we've always said about Ross Colton is that he wears his heart on his sleeve. So if he misses a shot that he knows uh, he should have made or he should have at least hit net on, um, you see it right away in his body language. And and I think that's just a case of him getting too down on himself. Uh, the only thing I would like to say about Ross thus far that I would like to see that improvement on. Now, that will come with time. That will come with him just being on the ice more and his line scoring more goals and and on the other side of the ice not giving up as many. Uh, his plus minus is, is not good. He's at minus five right now. So uh, would like to see that improve as the season progresses. And I would like to see him hit the – you know, I think really right now the expectations for goals 
in points. If we could get to about 45 in points, uh, really work on setting up other guys on his line uh, for goal opportunities, uh, the goals will come his way. So I think really expectation or the wishful thinking that we should have for Ross going forward is, is really about 15 to 20 goals, um, probably in the 45 to 50 point range, give or take. Um, I would say probably 45 is probably your best bet. So if we could get to around 15 goals with, with thir- uh, 45 points, I think that'll be a great season for Ross Colton, considering how he has started. Uh, for Tampa this year. And and one more player I want to talk about real quick that I haven't given a whole ton of conversation to. And, and obviously because he started the season late. He was he started because he was injured and 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 all that. And that is Anthony Sorelli. Uh another player that we have seen since he has come back. Um really been under the radar. Uh hasn't really done a whole ton Yet, I still think he's still trying to figure it out. He's only played 17 games, but he has nine points. Two of those are goals. So, you know, that that's the good thing there, that you're you're seeing that point production from him at least through his first 17 after really just not playing since the playoffs last year. And, and you know, that does take – it does take a while for guys, especially those who had have had off-season surgery – uh, it does take a while for those guys to really get things going. Um, you know, uh, the game of hockey isn't a sprint. It's more so just a marathon. And for a guy like Anthony Sorelli, um, it's definitely a marathon right now. But, you know, I, I like his ability, though, uh, what he's been doing thus far since he's come back. Now, the big issue for Tampa while he was away was the faceoff percentage. And since he's come back, uh, he is his faceoff percentage is at 54, 50, 54.6. So, I mean, that since he has come back, at least in that regard, he is he is helping the Lightning with their puck possession. And it's really paid off since he's come back. This team has really started to pull it together. We've seen, I, I mentioned with the goals forced per game, one of the top teams in the NHL in that regard. So, <clears throat> I would like to see Sorelli start to get it going. Um, now, as for expectations at the end of the season, now he's, like I said, at nine points right now. His career high uh, is 44 from the 1920 season. Now, take that as you will with with what you want to say in terms of, you know, 1920. That was a little bit of an abbreviated year. Um, so the potential is there. We do see the potential for him to to get those points. So I would have to say... I would like to get him to about probably 25 points on the year. Um, I don't really care. You know, from the center position, you want to see those guys really uh, dish out the points, uh, dish out the assist, uh, really be somewhat of the point guard uh, of of your offense. So, you know, continue to win faceoffs, uh, continue to tally points. He does have seven assists right now, so – I would like to to see him to continue to accumulate that. And I definitely think as the season goes on, I think him getting a little bit of a late start uh, as opposed to other players who are pretty much through their first 40, uh, I think that's going to help him because you're going to kind of see a little bit of lagged uh, 
energy out there from opposing teams. And that's when uh, those fresh legs on 71 are really going to pay off, like I said, as the season progresses uh, for Anthony Sorelli. So I think, yeah, 25 points on the season I think would be um, – it would be great for Anthony Sorelli to eclipse. I think Ross Colton, I think that uh, we're far from writing off his season. And I think Brandon Hagel uh, has really started to – put himself, I think, in the conversation for one of the best uh, point getters on this Tampa Bay Lightning team, which is very, very much no small feat. So if those guys can continue to improve as the season rages on, uh, I'm very confident that uh, that will help the Lightning as they look to get back to the Stanley Cup Finals for the fourth straight season. So wrapping things up here on the show, like I said, the Lightning are playing tomorrow against the St. Louis Blues in St. Louis, uh, starting off their five-game road trip. And this is one of the most important road trips of the season. And it's tough. It's tough for an Eastern Conference team anytime you go up against the West. Uh, so it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, with the travel, uh, you have one set of back-to-back games in that in that equation, Vancouver and then Edmonton. So curious to see. I, I, I think if Tampa Bay could get off on the right foot, Win tomorrow, win a close one against Seattle because make make no mistake, it is going to be a very tight played game uh, for uh, against Seattle. Seattle has been absolutely cruising this year. Uh, if you could win at least those first two, I think that you put yourself in a very good spot uh, to really wrap up the road trip on a good note. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head who said it last night in the post-game comments. I believe it was Cooper, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, he said it perfectly when when talking about this upcoming road trip. I believe it was him or <clears throat> one of the players on, on the team. You want to walk away from this road trip uh, with more with more points than games played. So and, and that's the perf the best way to uh, to, to state your intentions or at least your goal for this upcoming road trip. And I perfectly agree uh, with that take. So we'll see uh, tomorrow how the lightning fair. Like I said, I think that this is, uh, you know, the, the earlier the lightning come out with, with that energy uh, and, and that, that motivation and that oomph, that pep in their step and a little bit kick in their stride. I, I think that they could pretty much put this game away in the second period. And then you could kind of, not really so much for lax against St. Louis, but you know, work on some things here and there. I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure once you get the seven goals, especially if it's a five goal deficit, they'll start to take their foot off the pedal. But definitely not uh, have a result in the third period like we did last night against uh, Vancouver. So hopefully, Van- like I said, Stamkos gets his 500th career goal, and we'll be back on Sunday to talk about that as well as the upcoming games. Uh, on the road trip. So keep an eye out for that episode. And once again, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed. And like I said, we will be back on Sunday. So in the meantime, that will be it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.